Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Havaretan Olad here with you, Abraham Barzilai, and this is live broadcast. Today is Wednesday, November 12, 2014. And with uh, Rata I would like to speak about um, one of the perspectives that we have to purchase when we're approaching to raising our children. And, you know, um, usually after every one of my uh, radio show, I got a lot of response um, by the email or through our, we- our, our website. And uh, sometimes I feel that perhaps um, people got me wrong or maybe I, um, I'm not expressing myself as well. So today I would like to illuminate uh, one more angle of um, the topic that we already spoke uh, in the previous lecture. Um, but, you know, this is a, a new perspective. Um, I heard about uh, many advisors that actually uh, give a consultation for people and tell them, try to um, behave and to be very nice to kids. To be nice to kids, and when parents ask, how can I be nice with my kids when we have always clashes, always discipline issues, how can I handle it? My child actually always pulls me to arguments, to fights. When we have discipline issues, we cannot handle it nice, in the nicely way. And the advisors used to say, you know, when you ask your child um, to arrange his stuff, to arrange his room, um, to clean up the house, you want him to do something, Make it nicely. For example, they say, um, you can uh, tell your child, would you like to help mommy cleaning the house? Would you like to help me to arrange your stuff at your, at your room? Um, and actually, that style of uh, new discipline that we try to ask our children um, in a nice way, almost almost accepted by most of parents. And I would like to make a notice and to warn you from that style of discipline. And why? Because people say, if I can make it nicely, why do you want me to get in, um, into an argument? It's not, it's unnecessary. But I just want you to know that I'm not looking for, um, for arguments between parents and kids, but I have to warn you uh, from embracing uh, that style of discipline and why. I would like to speak about two uh, points that are very important why we should not have to use to embrace this style of discipline to speak nice with the kids, to ask them, please help me, let's do it together, 
or some sentences like this. First of all, this style affects the discipline. And why? At the moment when your child internalizes that he has no choice and he's committed just because of your authority. When we spoke about discipline, and we spoke a lot about discipline, when we spoke about it, we explained already that let's try to imagine um, a bar. On the right side of the bar, let's put the prizes. On the left side of the bar, let's put a punishment. We have to use the center. The center of the bar is discipline. I demand you to follow my orders, not because expectation for prizes, and also not because that you are afraid from punishments. I just want you to follow my orders just because of the authorities, because of the rules of the house. Our home is not Hefker. There is an authority. And our kids has to use, to getting used to the fact that they have um, an authority. And they have to follow the authority just because. Well, when your child starts the process of internalization that there is no choice, and I obligated to do what my parents ask just because of the authority, then he starts to proceed um, uh, a process that he starts to, to create a worldview, world perception, that he understands that the world is not healthcare. And he starts to know world of rules. And that's the way he grows up. He doesn't know another kind of world. The world is world of rules. There are rules, there are laws, and we have to keep them just because we, we keep, that's it. When a child grows up that way, when he is becoming adult, he actually looking for the new authority because he's getting out of the of of his parents' authority, and because that's the world he knew, he's just looking for the next authority. Who's making the rules over there, over here? Then he understands that. There is Hashem, and then he develops his Yerachamayim, because he knows I have to follow the orders of the master of the world. That's why we say, don't put the discipline demands in front of your child at the nicely way. And why? Because did you um, make 
your child understands that he's making a favor, a favorite. He does a favor for you when he follow your orders, because you try to be nice. When you try to be nice, you lose the, the very point of discipline. Discipline has to demonstrate in front of your child that the world is a world of rules. When you try to be nice, when you try to explain yourself in front of your kid, even if he does what you asked for him, and even if he follows your orders, but we lose the very point of discipline. Discipline made to express an atmosphere of commitment. When you ask very nice, you're losing the point of discipline. And there is one more point, very important, why we should not have to use this style of let's do it together, would you like to help mommy, and why? This style is not effective. And let me to explain why it's not effective. Chazal had a lot of talks about um, the issue of uh, interest. When, on first sight, seemingly that the brain, the mind of the humankind is very straight, like a bar, very straight. And actually, our, um, our mind navigated by the good values that we actually purchase all over our life, and what actually making problem for us, the thing that actually is the trigger for a moral problems, is precisely the heart, because our heart, the lev, what we say in Hebrew, retzon halev, the wishes of our heart, actually always pull the mind for his tavot, for his material wishes for selfish and that's why the sechel the mind going after the heart's wishes and when we try to explain this issue to ourselves uh, people used to um, to say or to explain that there is kind of fight between the sechel the mind the pure mind, to the live, to the heart. There is like an argument. Always they, they fight one another. And a person supposed to go after his mind direction, not by his heart. And in a simple words, people used to... Um, to, ha- to give a nickname for the mind, for the sechel, we describe the sechel, the sechel as uh, a judgment. 
And the lev, the heart, we describe it like a lawyer. He's like a lawyer. He tried to convince you that you have to do something like this or something like that just because he wants to justify his way. And that's why um, uh, the heart actually trying to pull you, to pull the mind to do what, uh, what actually the heart asks. But Chazal teach us the total opposite. The sechel, the mind, has nothing to do. And he have no any interest to make a fight with the lev. The opposite is the truth. The sechel, the mind, actually just serving the heart. At the moment that your heart actually trend, he wants to stray to one direction, then the heart actually activating the sechel, the mind. And he asked from the mind, please, give me the all uh, possible explanations, the all logical explanations to bring me to one conclusion. What is the conclusion? Conclusion that actually set it up by the heart in advance. There are a lot of uh, sources for this um, limud um, from the Torah. We all have read in Parashat Bereshit that the snake actually tries to convince Chava to eat from Etzadat. And the Pasuk says that Chava responds and she told to the snake, "Umipri ha'etz asher betoch ha'gan, amar Elokim lo tochlu mimenu velo tigubo." Chava says, "Hashem told us, do not touch and do not eat that tree." Well, this is very uh, aggressive answer. And in other words, she told him, definitely not. I'm not going to eat from it. And I don't even going to touch this tree. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me, demanded me, do not eat and do not touch that tree. So the tzivuy of Hashem was so strong in her, by her perspective that actually the snake has supposed to be very convinced that there is no way she's going to eat from it. But the snake try harder. He tries again. And Chazal says that he pulls Chava on a tree, and then he told her, you see, you touched it, Nothing's happened. So if you touched it and nothing happened, there is nothing to worry about. You can also eat from it. 
But look what a huge change actually happens here. The Pasuk says suddenly, Vatere ha'isha kitov ha'etzle ma'achal, v'chitavahu la'enayim, v'nechmad ha'etzle ma'achal v'tochel. When he pulled her on the tree, she already touched it. And I suppose she smells the good smell of that fruit, that tree. Then suddenly she saw the tree is very good, very attractive to be eaten. It's something very attractive. She felt a huge desire to eat it. That tree was, was so nice by her perspective. And then, then she ate the tree and she made the scene that we all suffering from that scene till, till our days. Look what happened in the beginning when she didn't even look at a tree because she knew Hashem demands do not eat from the tree. So no process has started to proceed in her heart because she had no any interest to eat from it. That's why she didn't even stare this tree. But now, after she looked at it, and she smells the strong smell of the tree because of the snake's pool, then the flame of the tava, the flame of the desire actually flamed in her heart. And obviously, the heart activates the mind, the pure mind, the sechel, to bring her as quickly as possible a logical explanation for that eating. That's why she believed that no innocence of the snake that he promised her that she's going to be just like gosh. If you're going to eat from that tree, you're going to be just like him, just like the huge creator of the world. How she took this point, how she believed him. Every five-year-old kid will tell you that creator cannot be equal to his creator. No way of it. Because Chazal says, Ilu yedatif hayitiv. If I would know my gosh, and I would understand his ways and his work, I could be just like him. Every every little kid understands it. So how Chava falls on this trap? Just because one thing. She starts to be in interest. When you have an insight, an inner interest 
in your heart, the heart activates your brain, activates the mind to give the logical explanation even for the most noticeable things on earth. Now, let's go back to our field. When I'm trying to explain my child why he has to follow my orders, automatically, in a moment, he starts to develop an interest. An interest do not accept my words because consequence, consequence of exception of my words actually says, I have to do what daddy asked. I have to do what mommy said. And the heart naturally make choose, make a choice to be idling. Do not do nothing. I want to rest. I don't want to be active. No one of us naturally wants to be uh, active. We like to lay on a bed, to sit with, without doing anything, just I need to rest a little bit. And each one of us in our inside, in our inner heart, we're not interesting to be committed to anyone and to any action. So the heart automatically asks from the mind, from the sechel, please give me a thousand explanation, a very logical explanation, why I should not have to accept my parents' words, and why I should not have to understand what my daddy asked for me, and why it's for my, um, for my own good. Just because, chas shalom, I wouldn't be committed to get up from my rest and follow his orders. I don't want to do that. Naturally, each one of us, because of the atzlut, the laziness, the nature, the natural laziness of us. And then you know what actually happens, that your child is really doesn't understand the sense of our, explana- our explanations. And he doesn't want to accept them. Because immediately, in a moment, he starts... To be in interest, do not accept my words, because if he wouldn't accept them, he's going to be committed to them. And he doesn't want to do that, just like us, just like every one of us. What usually happens by parents that actually use to go in this, uh, I don't know how to call it, a, a new discipline attitude. I don't know how can advisors call it, New discipline attitude. Is this discipline? It's going against the the whole idea of discipline. So what what actually happens by those parents who used to uh, going by the system, by method of explanations and conveniences, that finally... After all, they're getting nervous because the child really doesn't understand and we explain why. And then they say to their child, do what I said and that's it. 
and then your kid actually really feels that you made some sin for him. You make evil for him. And he feels that his parents make him to do something that is not justified. And it's not logical. And then he starts to proceed a hate. And he adds hate on his naturally hate for the very matter that the parents actually ask for him to do that. That's why we can say very clear the style of explanations try to convince your child doesn't give a benefit and more than that it's mostly affects the real pure education because pure education pure discipline says you have to follow my orders despite, despite the inconvenience that you experience when I ask you to do something. So if you heard here and there some advisors tell you, try to be nice to your child. Don't put in front of him uh, so many demands. Try to be friendly with him. Tell him, would you like to help me to arrange the, the home? Let's do it together. This is not the way. Because that style affecting the entire point of, of discipline. Dear listeners, a phone number for your text is 347 I repeat, Three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. That's for text messages. If you want to call in, seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Uh, my personal phone number for consultation, free consultation, every day, every night, between ten up to twelve midnight Israel time. And every Wednesday, right after this radio show, my personal uh, phone number is 917-8094-944. Now, uh, you can listen to our radio show also on our new website, www.abraham-barzilai.com slash ENG, it means English. Abraham Barzilai.com slash ENG. Now we're going to a small musical, musical break, and right after that, we'll be back with more details about my uh, new parenting uh, course uh, in New York, in Brooklyn, and in Queens. Um, the details about my uh, next visit, Bezat Hashem, on the next month. Uh, we'll be right after a small musical break, so stay with us. Don't go anywhere.
Hello, my fellow friends. This is Abraham Barzilai from Harayat Anulat Show here in JWET Radio. Just like every year, I will visit in New York this year too, Emirates Hashem. But today, we have something fresh. I'm glad to announce that we open a new professional parenting course in Brooklyn and Queens. Includes six intensive sessions, morning school and evening school. If you want to join me to an unbelievable journey, call now 347-893-9994 See you there. Because you have seat 
in a lecture and you heard some ideas and you picked one of them. Then you have read a book and then you picked more two uh, ideas. And then you took one thing from him and one thing from him and one thing from that and one thing from very interesting article that you have read. And then you try to combine the old ideas that you purchased together. And that's the trap. And why? Because just like every single topic in the life, you need to purchase one direction, one knowledge, one clear direction. The most of uh, educational problem is because parents don't have one direction. They're very confused. They try one method, then they skip to another method, and no one really investigating deeply what actually the real way. And as I always say, I don't want you to follow my advice just because I say it. Because even if you do the right thing, but you do it just because you heard from Abraham Barzillai, it's not going to work. You will not make it. You know why? Because education is not medication. That's a problem. People compare education to medication. If my doctors say, take these uh, pills for two weeks, I don't have to understand what is the ingredients and what this pill actually contains. Even if I don't understand it, even if I, if I don't know even the name of the capsule, I don't need to know its influence on me, its impact me, and that's it. I'm held. People think the same way in education. I want you to know in every mental human relationships, especially education, there is no such way. You have to be yourself. You have to know what you're going to do. Do you really understand? Do you really convinced the justice of your way? If not, you not may allow to make any educational action even if you heard it on Aret and Olad, or you read it in very excellent book, or you participated in excellent lecture. That's not the way. You have to understand the old method, the old system. Then when you have very clear direction, and you know the way, even if you meet some difficulties on the way, you're not going to fail. And even if you fail, it's not going to be so extremely. You know why? Because you know the way. You know. 
you didn't learn, you didn't heard, you didn't pick some ideas from some people. No, you know the way. When you know the way and you convince the justice of your way, then most of chances you're going to make it. And that's why we're making the parenting course. Parenting course, very intensive studies, which give you the old perspective. You would, you will, you will know the way. You will see very clear direction. We will give you the tools to handle and to manage your home and yourself, including yourself. Now you have the tools. You know the way. You see the direction. It's very clear. Now go start work with it. Now you can beginning to walk with it. And even if you read some books or you hear some lectures, very good. But when you you have the way, you know which method I'm going to embrace it and which method I have to reject. Just as I just as I explained in the first part of this radio show, for example, the advice of many, many advisors that say, speak nice with the kids. Ask from him, would you like to join me to our home work, or would you like to help mommy to arrange your, to, to, to fix your room? And we just now, we just explained how many damage this advice can make. But if you're very confused and you're embarrassed, you don't have the way, you don't have the direction. So what is the chance you're going to make it? That's why we're making the new parenting course. Uh, we have morning studies in Brooklyn, and it will be in English. And we have evening studies and it will be in Queens. Uh, in Brooklyn, it will be in English, and in Queens, it will be in Hebrew. Also, you will get, each one of the participants will get uh, a new uh, little book, you know, a fold, with a summary of all those six sessions. So we can take it to your home, and you can read it when you sit on the couch, before you're getting sleep, when you have your time, you, you can and you have to read it, to read the old articles again and again and again. Just try to learn it again and again until it's going to be an integral part of your personality. Now you have the way, you have the direction, it's very clear in front of your eyes. Now you can start walking, working, and walking. Parents, please take the responsibility on your child's life and the responsibility on your life. Every one of us deeply understand that if if you just want to driving a car, you have to learn, you have to make a test. Why should raising children 
has to be less than driver driving license. Why? You have very special opportunity to join us. The phone number uh, to sign up our uh, parenting course is three four seven eight nine three nine 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 four three four seven eight nine three nine 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 four you can also contact us uh through our new website abraham dash dot com slash e n g and you are the, on the English website, uh, you can leave your message, uh, click the button of Contact Us, and Bezat Hashem, one of our represents um, will be uh, in touch with you. Well, the listeners, uh, before we continue with our radio show, let me to remind you, our phone number for text, 347 9278398 i repeat 3479278398 and also you can uh, write us an email info at abraham-barzilai.com info at abraham-barzilai.com you can also call in a phone number 718683 
in the beginning, it seems that it works very well. But after one week, maybe two weeks, it's, it's just fail. And they ask why. And I heard many educators that tell, told me, you know, I'm so afraid to use the encouragement because when I start to encourage my student, he step on my head. He thinks that he's the boss here. And then he started to let himself to do whatever he wants, and his discipline getting getting weak. So, how do you uh, can make sense this conflict when I'm trying to use encouragement, but actually I'm getting the opposite goal? Well, I would like to say a few words about encouragement. You know, and as a constant listeners of Haraeta and Olad, you surely know that we're always speaking about enjoyment. There is no anyone in the world that will gonna make any step ahead if he doesn't feel that he is enjoy from this process. People look for pleasant, looking for enjoyment, and that's the direction that the entire humankind going for. But let's leave for a moment the field of raising children, the field of education. Let's talk about us. What is the major barrier that we have that actually block us from making a mitzvot, from making mesirut nefesh, to learn Torah a lot of hours a day, what is the major barrier? You know what? We are afraid to obligate. We are afraid to obligate to life of spirituality. And you know why we are afraid to obligate? Because we feel that the world of Avodat Hashem serving the Lord actually stands in contrast to the pleasure and the, and the enjoyment of the life. Because the first image that actually stands in front of someone who wants to step in to the world of Avodat Hashem is the image of forbidden, 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 and forbidden. We have a picture that we have to give it up, to give away all our personality. The whole concept of the world of I am, I'm going to lose it, because I have to obligate to world of Avodat Hashem. Who is the stupid 
then a step to the direction of death, direction of darkness, direction of giving up the old concept of I am. This is the major barrier from being inside Avodat Hashem. But we have a surprise. Each one of us who really served Hashem, who really was Oved Hashem, even for a while, at this moment when you have a good tefillah, when you have a good day of feeling with mitzvot, at this moment, he knows that there is no bigger liar, lie than that. The world of Avodat Hashem, not just not standing in contrast to pleasure and enjoyment, but it's embrace it. It's bracing it. And it's make it stronger. Each one of us who experienced one moment of Kirvat Elohim, I feel that I close to Gosh. One moment of the Tfilah, lyrical Tfilah, where he let his tears to branch out. No barriers. Each one of us who felt it, felt how the huge Gosh stands nearby and hugging us. And when you have one moment of closing Avodat Hashem, strong Avodat Hashem, you feel at this moment that you are wishes, you are wishing for, for only one thing, that the world will stop going. Don't need money, not career, everything. I just want this moment will be continue forever. Well, dear listeners, who really experienced it doesn't need, doesn't need my description. And if there are some listeners that didn't experience that, I just can wish them to experience this experience. But the Torah perceptions, the real Torah view says the world of Avodat Hashem, this is the world which fill with a lot of enjoyment. Yes, you're right, this is special enjoyment, very clean, very gentle, that make you rise above. Yeah, you're right. It's not like the cheap enjoyment of Olam of the materialistic world. Yeah, you're right. They stand in contrast to the materialistic enjoyment. But the reason for making avoidance from forbidden hanaot, forbidden pleasures, not because I want to uh, torch myself 
but the opposite. The avoidance from materialistic enjoyments actually comes to make the level of the degree of your enjoyments to a high level, to level of 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 Ed Hashem. It gives you a new horizons in your life. It's just made for granting you a world of a pleasure much more gentle. Much, much more gentle than, than the pleasure that you're born with them. Just like eating or drinking or bath or sleeping. That's what the Ramchal says. The reason of Avodat Hashem is just for granting us a new world with a new pleasures, with a new enjoyments. I will give you an example. In the early season of the immigration to America, a lot of Jews made an immigration to America. And one of the um, the worker, the Jew, the Jewish workers, one of them had a carriage driving by two strong horses, and he had a lot of uh, boxes with sugar. And a little hole made in one of the boxes. And the sugar start dropping down. One of the Indians was walking around. And um, after the carriage passed, he saw a lot of mud on the ground. And he failed on his face, and his face go into the mat. And then, accidentally, he tasted the mat. And he feels it's very sweet. What is this mat? He took more mat and it's tasty, it's sweetie. Suddenly, one of the walkers noticed him. And he saw that, that this Indian, so excited, so excited by this sweet taste, and he served him a new chocolate candy on a glass plate, very clean. Very attractive. And he gave him. Here, take one. It's much tastier than what you taste right now. And that Indian looked at him and tell, told him, What you bring me? I don't want this stuff. What is, what is this uh, circle thing that you have here? I don't want to touch it. 
I just want to keep eating the mat. The mat is so sweet. So the walker told him, the Jew told him, believe me, what you have just tasted right now, it's a little bit of sugar mixed with a lot of mud. I'm going to give you a clean, gentle, pure chocolate. Take it. It's concentrated. What do you think? <laughs> he made it? No. He didn't succeed to convince him to eat it. That's the differences between Avodat Hashem, the Hanaot of Oilomaze, the pleasure, the materialistic pleasure, to the spirituality enjoyments. The Oilomaze, we feel that Olamaze very sweet. And Chachamim come and tell us. Take a clean glass plate. Take a pure chocolate. It's more gentle. It's concentrated. Take it. And we refuse. What are you talking about? Don't you know how sweet that mad? That's why we're still dealing with our mad instead of enjoy the world of Avodat Hashem. The idea of encouragement says we have to demonstrate our child and we have to make them feel that the pure enjoyment of the world is Avodat Hashem, is when you behave. Unfortunately, most of parents doing the total opposite. You want to know how? Right after a small break. Mm-hmm. 
This is Abraham Barzilai from Harayat Anulat Show here in J-Rate Radio. Just like every year, I will visit in New York this year too, Emir Tzayashem. But today, we have something fresh. I'm glad to announce that we open a new professional parenting course in Brooklyn and Queens. Includes six intensive sessions, morning school and evening school. If you want to join me to an unbelievable journey, call now, 347-893-9994, 347-893-9994, see you there. doing it 
from doing the right thing because every one of us, all of us, know what is the right thing to do in every second of the life. The problem is the wishes of our tendencies. That's the problem. But we all know by our sechel, by our mind, the pure mind knows what is the right thing to do and what is the bad thing to not do. But when I'm coming to do something good, I feel that I'm losing my selfish, my, um, my own enjoyment. And I surprised you when I said it's because of the style of our encouragement. And let me to explain why. Let's say that my child got on a test 50, 65 um, percent. And every exam he brought home, he showed me 65 percent, 45 percent. And I'm trying to encourage my child to tell him, my child, you know, I trust you. You can make it. Let's learn together. You will make it. You will make it. You will make it. That's the style of the encouragement. Let's say that suddenly, accidentally, he made it. He brought exam with 100%. Wow. What parents say? Parents say, Wow, what a surprise. 100%. I'm going to buy you a gift or something like that. Wow. I'm so happy. And then, that point, comes the very stupid sentence. We tell him, you see that you can? You see that you're capable? So why don't you do it? in every examination. See, you can do it. And we, sure, that we encourage him, but in a matter in fact, we make the opposite thing. You know why? Because we explain the something which, the thing which barrier us, stop us from doing a, a process it's because I feel that I'm losing part of my personality. I'm losing, I'm losing something. And I don't want to lose my enjoyment. When he brought 100% home, then instead of praising him, instead of making him feel good with himself, I have to add this stupid sentence. So why don't you do it? all the time, always, you see that you're capable. Now, instead of make him to go with it, we actually make him to be afraid to succeed, because if he succeeds, our demands make him stronger and stronger. Why? Because we start to really believe in his abilities. First point he understand that all what we spoke
spoke before of it, that we believe and we trust him, was a lie. Because now we start to uh, uh, convince him to go on with it more strongly. Because now we really believe his abilities. Now we understand that before of it, we didn't really believe. We just said it. And second, instead of making him happy, it's make him, it makes him nervous. Because now you're more expecting him. You more expect your demands getting stronger because you saw that he capable, and then you tell you tell him, so why don't you always give me such uh, marks like one hundred percent? See, you can do it. Suddenly, your child actually always cheating a target. That always getting farther and farther. Because any achievements he brings to you, you're telling him, yes, very good. But you can do more. You see, you're capable. We take the encouragement upside down. You know how many sad stories I have on this issue? We have to embrace style of encouragement. What is the style of the encouragement? Encouragement equals make your child feel good with his own achievements. With not any expectation for more. I repeat this very important sentence. Encouragement means to make your child feel very good with his personality, with his own achievements, without any expectation for more. Not even by a hint. When your child starts to feel satisfied, start to feel that you really appreciate his efforts, that you are really um, satisfied from his from his behavior and you're not looking for more then you have cheshek, you have desire to make it more. Why? Because he doesn't afraid to fail. Because if he fail anyway you like him, you love him, you appreciate his efforts. So he doesn't afraid to fail. So if I fail, nothing happened. The appreciation of my parents wouldn't affect. And if I will succeed, and if I succeed, <laughs> better. Better and better. But if we always say style of encouragement, you see, you can do it. Now I accept, I accept for the next time. 
Next time, I want you to bring 100%. You see, you're capable. Now he's getting a pressure. He's getting nervous because if he fail, you will be disappointed. And if he succeed, you will have a higher level of expectation. Oh, you brought two examinations, 100%. Look your abilities. Now I accept from you. Please, I want it on math and on English, on Hebrew also. There is no any reason you shouldn't get 100% on your examination. You understand what an atomic pressure your child is going through just because of your expectation? A lot of failures of our child is not despite our encouragement, but it's because of it. Please, dear listeners, take this point. Take this point. A phone number, and you can keep send us your text messages, 347-927-8393. Uh, 98, I repeat, text messages, um, uh, text messages, 347-927-8398. You can write us an email, info at abraham-barzilai.com or abrahameducation at gmail.com. My personal phone number right after this radio show, 917-8094-944. Um, if you would like to make a registration to our new parenting course in Brooklyn and in Queens, call now, 347-893-9994, special parenting uh, course in Brooklyn and in, New York and, and in Queens, 347-893-9994 by Ilana. You can get the all details of uh, my visit on the next month, Be'ezat Hashem. And you can also follow us um, via www.abraham-bazilai.com. Uh, and you have, uh, for those who already use it, uh, you have a page of Haret Anolad on Facebook. Um, we're going to a small musical break, and right after that, to your question. Stay with us.
Um, well, the listeners, we heard back um, with you. And um, now, as we promised, your question. And let me to remind you, I still can uh, send us text messages, and we should read it uh, on air. A phone number for text, 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, 718-683-5858. The question is like this. I have 11-year-old son that steal money to buy candy and snakes. Um, And if he doesn't find his sticks from store, we've talked to him many about how serious it is. What can we do to stop him? Um, Very interesting question. Well, the issues of uh, stealing. Um, Before I tell you what to do, I have to inform you what not to do. First of all, don't speak with him how serious it is. Please don't make a lot of buzz around it. And let me to explain why I tell you this um, this advice. We have to know that um, stealing things, it's a part um, of our life development. I mean, when a child is growing up, the way how he learns what is belong to me and what is not belong to me is precisely by stealing things. When you see three years old, he took a track, toy track, and he um, actually gasped in another in another home. And he holds this track, and parents say, "Okay, come on, leave this toy track. We have to go home. We go back home." And he refusing to uh, to let let it take from him this toy track. And he says, it's mine, it's mine. And he starts crying until we take it strongly and we go. Nobody could imagine to himself that he is three years old. He is a a thief. Why? (laughs) Because we know that he is a little child, he is a little one. He doesn't understand what things is belong to me and what things belong to other person. And it's very naturally for this age. But if he's six years old, we call him a thief. You're a thief. Don't you know how serious it is? That's not a way. You know why? Because... Um, you probably heard about the concept of self-image. Self-image means that parents give to their child the perspective about himself by 
their attention. If parents look at their son as a thief, he's going to be a thief. It's a very long topic. I can dot get uh, into this issue right now because we don't have a sufficient time for it. But as a rule, in general, you have to know it. When we start to make the to make a big deal out of that, or out of every uh, uh, other issue, we actually help him to develop this lack. And this is not the way. The way is, first of all, to understand this is an integral part of his development, but we have to put a focus about uh, another another uh, angle, and let me to tell you what it is. If your child feels that he is deprived, he may have a lot of chances to develop stealing acts or to be a thief. You told me right here in your text message that he steals money to buy candy and snacks. You know what this means? Maybe he doesn't get it in his own, in his own home. Maybe you are one of the healthy mothers. Don't allow to their child to taste anything with sugar. And I'm not speak about it just merely. You know why? Because I know a lot of cases like this. When you try to avoid your child from doing something, you actually make him to develop uh, an, an, an insane desire for this specific thing. So please test yourself. Perhaps you try to avoid your child from eating candies and snacks. And I know a lot of mom and mothers right now very angry with me. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm thinking about his health. But stop for a moment and think about it. You worry for his uh, body future, his physically health. What about his spiritually health? Are you worth a health teenager thief? Or maybe you worth unhealth but innocent person. Innocent te teenagers. Think about it. I know that uh, I didn't give you the full answer because it's a very um, large topic, and I could not, I cannot um, attend uh, the entire issue of uh, thief. But let me to forward you to my website, Abraham-Barzilai.com. You can find uh, videos. Uh, lectures that actually dealing. We have a lecture um, with the title of "Is my child is a thief?" Um, well, you can uh, watch uh, this uh, um, uh, video lecture. Um, despite that uh, it's filmed two years ago, and my English was uh, worse than that now, 
but I hope you it's going to help you. So www.abraham-barzilai.com. Watch the video called um, "Is My Child Is a Thief." I hope you'll find your answer there. If not, you can also um, look at uh, all our uh, uh, material, all our radio shows recorded on our website. Well, one more text message. How can we get our children to help clean? Even their plates aren't cleaned up and clothing left on the floor. Well, very common question. I mean, I will give this. I hope I, will, I can give you the solution, but I hope you, sh- you shall understand what is the method behind my suggestion, behind my solution. Well, the answer is very simple. Let's say that you have uh, five kids and five plates, okay? If you have more than five plates, just hiding that. Use only five plates. Now, your child ate uh, supper, and they left their plates on a table. Don't wash them. Don't wash it. And the next day, when they want to eat breakfast and they want a cereal with milk, tell them, uh, you can find uh, the milk uh, in the frigidaire. And uh, you can find uh, the cornflakes on a table. But, Mommy, where is my plate? I didn't know. I think it's on the table because you didn't wash it last, last night. You didn't pick it up to put it near the sink. So you have no plate. Don't getting to arguments with them. Just stay cool and let them to learn the life by the consequences. Let's say they, they are, aren't uh, collected. There is Lego parts. They spread it all over and they don't want to collect it back to the box. Don't argument with them. You may say your demand one, maybe twice, once, twice, three times, that's it. At night, when they already get asleep, now you, the parent, collect the old Lego into the box and hide it. In the next day, they should ask for the Lego, and you can tell, you can tell him, now... You cannot play the Lego because I collected it. Now there is no Lego for two weeks. And every single toy you didn't collect, I take it, I hide it, or maybe I will donate it to poor families. Maybe they will know how to appreciate their toys. 
don't make it with, you know, emotionally. Don't make it strongly. Just do it, you know, stay cool with it. You will see very, very soon that they will collect the toys for them because they want to keep it. You can tell him in the end of the day. You can tell your child, now you have 15 minutes to collect the all-important toys, which important to you. After that time, I'm going to collect because I have to fix the house. I'm going to collect the old toys directly into the garbage or they like directly into the donation box outside. In Nebrak, we have donation box for toys, for clothes, for everything. I don't know how it's going in New York. That's it. And don't be afraid from separate some of your toys, even if you purchase in a lot of money. You get it for good benefits. It's for Anim, it's very good. Very soon you see your child start to collect their, their toys, but the big gain is now they don't do it because of you. They're doing it because of their own will. They want to collect that because they want to keep that because they... Uh, had be forced to separate it from from some of or some of their toys. They have good reason why to collect them on the next time. <sighs> Text messages three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. If you want to call in, you still can do it. Seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight, and we're going to the next uh, question. Um, I agree with the previous question, but sometimes I feel like I have to say no so many times. I feel bad, especially when it comes to snack. My kids just keep asking. Well, first of all, don't feel guilty, because guilty doesn't give us anything. You have to know that when you have had the zchut and Hashem brought us um, children, we have to know that in every, with every one of our children that Hashem sent us, Hashem sent a certification which means that you have the permission and you are the best person to educate this particular son, this specific son, this specific baby. You are the best person, the best personality can do it in the best way. That, first of all, believe your abilities, believe your authority. Don't think about yourself negative thoughts. It's destroyable. It's very damage, make damage. But while you believe your authority, you have to learn how to use it. 
that's what we that's why you have a lot of books dealing with Chinuch Yeladim. You have lectures. That's the reason we have a special parenting course Be'ezrat Hashem on the next month in Brooklyn and in Queens to learn how to use the permission that Hashem gave us to raise those specific children of yours. So first of all, don't feel so bad when you say no for snacks. But, in the other hand, be smart. Don't avoid your child from eating this stuff extremely. Because you get the, the opposite result. When you try to pull your child to one direction against his will. So even if he uh, follow your direction, but in his inner voice always tells him, when will reach the day that I can break out of this house? I can break out of these habits. So what did you have? You had 15 years that he followed all your orders. He didn't add even one candy. And now what? From 15 years old until he's that, he's going to eat more and more and more. Do you know how many mental eating issues we have? Do you know how many? Do you know how many fat people are fat just because of negative education in their childhood? You couldn't imagine how many. Believe me, be smart at it. I know it's very uh, sensitive topic to speak about uh, what I eat and what I do not eat. I know, especially in America, there are so many mothers, you know, they couldn't hear about to eat something unhealthy for their child, but you have to think about the bill you have to pay in the end of this process, so be smart out of it. Um, well, the listeners, um, our radio show is approaching to its end, and I would like to uh, give you a few phone numbers. My personal phone number uh, for for free consultation every night between the hours of 10 p.m. up to 12 midnight Israel time, of course. I'm in Israel right now. My phone number, this is an American number, 917-8094-944. I repeat, my personal phone number, 917 if you want to hear more details about my next visit, about uh, the special parenting course that we have in New York on the next month, uh, sign up today. You can reach Ilana. Her phone number is 347 893 9994. Whatever you want, whatever you have in mind, you can send me uh, all over the week. Info at 
abraham-barzilai.com or through our new website, abraham-barzilai.com. Dear listeners, I want to give a great thank uh, to Nisim Lazari, the manager of uh, this radio station, and a special thank to Iran who have taken care of um, uh, to bring my voice into your ears. Thank you very much. And keep listening to J-Root Radio and have a Shabbat Shalom. Goodbye.